Amazing based that Bob was lit when Capchioint my cringe my chuggy life was yikes AF but now it's off the hinge Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 533. It means you have someone moving through the area more than once days apart. He nodded. Since I'm scouting and keeping an eye out for bandits, you'll be the ones with your noses to the ground. When you find something like this, call me. Call? Tempe cupped his hands around his mouth and turned his head in different directions. He made a wide gesture to the surrounding trees and put his hand to his ear, pretending to listen. Martin frowned. You're right. You can't just go shouting for me. He rubbed the back of his neck in frustration. Damn, we didn't think this all the way through. I smiled at him. I thought it through, I said and brought out a rough wooden whistle I had carved last night. It only had two notes, but that was all we needed. I put it to my mouth and blew. Ta-ta-dee, ta-ta-dee. Martin grinned. That's a Will's widow, isn't it? The pitch is dead on. I nodded. That's what I do. He cleared his throat. Unfortunately, Will's widow is also called a nightjar, he grimaced apologetically. Nightjar, mind you, that'll catch the ear of any experienced woodsman, like a fishhook, if you go blowing it every time you want me to come take a look at something. I looked down at the whistle. Black hands, I swore. I should have thought of that. It's a good idea, he said. We just need one for a daytime bird. Maybe a gold piper. He whistled two notes. That should be simple enough. I'll carve a different one tonight, I said, then reached down for a twig. I snapped it and handed half to Martin. This will do if I need to signal you today. He looked at the stick oddly. How exactly will this help? When we need your opinion on something we've found, I'll do this. I concentrated, muttered a binding, and moved my half of the stick. Martin jumped two feet up and five feet back, dropping the stick. To his credit, he didn't shout. What in ten hells was that? He hissed, wringing his hand. His reaction had startled me, and my own heart was racing. Martin, I'm sorry. It's just a little sympathy. I saw a wrinkle in between his eyebrows and changed my tack. Just a small magic. It's like a bit of magic string I used to tie two things together. I imagined Elxadal swallowing his tongue at this description. 
but pressed ahead. I can tie these things together, so when I tug on mine, I move the stand over where his half of the twig lay on the ground. I raised my half, and the half on the ground lifted into the air. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I think this page is really important because this is maybe the first time we get the impression of a common person who is not close to the university of magic. This is, as Quoth says, the simplest of magic. And to us, the reader, and to Quoth, it's no big deal. He does this all the time. So we maybe need to be reminded that outside of the universities and Verons, it's very frightening. This isn't common. This isn't a high magic setting, despite the fact that that's where Quoth has been spending his time in a high magic setting. Yeah. And it's like, it. it it's also like a reminder of how cavalierly Quoth thinks about magic, that even though not two pages ago, uh, his companions took his joke about magical murder pretty badly. And like a chapter or so ago, he kind of put his foot in it by lighting a fire with sympathy. He still hasn't kind of gotten it through him yet that like, Oh, these people have no familiarity with this stuff. So everything I do is going to freak them out because to him, it's just second nature. Yeah, it comes so naturally to him. Although something else that's happening on this page with him doing that is there's a bit of an exchange of expertise happening. Quoth just happens to know a little more about Martin's expertise than Martin knows about his. Can you because, elaborate? Well, yeah. So when so Quoth has the whistle, but Martin's saying, oh, well, he can't use that whistle because it's a night bird and it's daytime. Mm-hmm. So someone's going to figure it out. And... Like, Quoth is learning there from Martin's expertise and doesn't, like, bucket or misunderstand it because he understands enough about that area that it makes sense to him. He's like, oh, yes, that makes sense. I'll make a new whistle, etc. And when Quoth is, is kind of showing off his expertise in a way... Martin freaks out because he, he doesn't know anything about sympathy. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the difference between uh, two people who know something, but one of them is an expert and one of them is kind of a novice versus one person who is an expert and someone who knows nothing. Yeah, exactly. And of course, it's also an example of Quoth's uh, character trait of having a clever idea that he hasn't thought all the way through. Because obviously, yes, using a bird call is a clever and inconspicuous way to signal people in a forest. But you picked the wrong bird, buddy. (laughs) Something actually that this makes me think of, Quoth, like the majority of humanity, actually has good ideas that may not be fully formed. That's why people work in teams. That's why teamwork is so important as part of society. But when Quoth, most of the time, has a brilliant idea, the reason that we see it fall apart is because he doesn't teamwork it. Like, here he is with Martin. They're going to do teamwork and they make Quoth's like almost whole idea complete together. Like really what Quoth needs in order to fully succeed is a cohesive team. That's a really good point. And I want to build off of it. If I may, please do. Well, because Quoth often has like his, you know, friends around, right? It's not like he's a complete loner. He hangs out with Will and Sim, you know, he, he takes classes with people, but 
it's rare that he has someone when he's off doing a scheme who is also an authority figure he respects, right? Like, usually he has one or the other. Like, if he's off doing a scheme, he probably doesn't want his teachers knowing about it, so they can't stop him from doing something stupid or or advise him on a better way to do the thing. The only people who are around to critique his ideas are Sim and Will. And let's be honest, Quoth probably thinks that he's smarter than them and knows better than they do. So he's less likely to listen to them if they poke holes in his ideas. Uh, and in the situations where he is sort of in the environs of an authority figure, either he steps carefully around them because he doesn't want them to know certain things, like with Kelvin. Or the mayor. Or the mayor. Or, like, he thinks that Elodin's crazy, so he doesn't listen to what Elodin's trying to teach him, right? He's, like, not ready to be taught. Whereas, as Nick has identified, Martin is an authority figure whose approval he craves and who Quoth knows knows more than he does, right? Like, and they are in a situation where that authority figure is present to provide constructive critique. So this is just like a a confluence of circumstances that we haven't seen before in the book in quite this way. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why it happens the way it does. Well, other times that we see Quoth in teamwork, he does, I think, succeed more than usual like the like i guess the last big teamwork thing we saw was uh when he burned ambrose's rooms Mm -hmm. um and like that (laughs) that kind of worked out pretty good like for him and and that was a team effort right and it worked out so both better with teams most people better with teams yeah absolutely this podcast better with teams totally (laughs) well and like you know if you wanted to to sort of glean a deeper social analysis out of that notion, despite the fact that Quoth is really in many ways, a gifted, intelligent, talented person, more so than many people in many respects, he still does better when he's working with other people who can complement his strengths and shore up his weak spots. Indeed. And not to turn this into too deep of a crackpot, but I continue to posit that if Quoth and Denna teamed up, if they were totally honest about about their histories and what they wanted, they would solve it very quickly because I think they both have opposite halves of the story. I think that as soon as they sit down to compare notes, and they may not ever have a chance now, they will, it'll all be laid clear. So I think that that may be one of the lessons Kvothe has to learn is that he has to not be a, the single wonder kind who solves everything on his own. He can't be the hero all by himself. He needs to open up and, and accept help from a team. Sort of like a Beth Harmon, except he has to have some redeeming qualities. Uh, unlike Beth Harmon, who just sort of waltzes through life and people keep helping her despite the fact that she is not really deserving of their help and never learns to be. Took Who's me a minute Beth to remember. Uh, the chess lady. Ah. Uh, the chess lady. Yeah, I, I yeah. rescind my recommendation of Queen's Gambit. It ultimately, uh, it ultimately, it's not. It it looks like it's about a character learning to appreciate uh, and and support a group of friends, a found family. But it's not about that. It's about a girl who is uh, so pretty. Uh, sorry, not that's not fair. It's about a person who uh, is so enchanting 
that all the people around her just have to help her and she takes their help and then she succeeds. I mean, I don't see it as either of those things. I certainly don't see it as her being like a star. Like, I think like, I don't think that show does her any favors. <laughs> no, it does. That's what I mean. Like, it, but it's also not about her being a bad person. And I think a more sophisticated show would have, you know, like, um, I don't know, like a no, not, a, not like a, uh, there will be blood is about a person who's not a good person. And it sort of picks at that. And it, it's interesting, and but this is about a is a show about a person who's not a good person, and it isn't really interested in interrogating that. It look it you feel like it is. You think that the show is about that, but it's not really because ultimately, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Anyway, I I'm still bruised by Queen's Gambit. I say we could honestly totally talk about this for a really long time, but we really shouldn't. So we we should save it we for be on the page. Save it for a bonus episode. My only uh, last thing would be to say. That that character trait of Quoth's of like being unwilling to recognize that he needs people's help or that he might be better off uh, trusting people more uh, with his secrets or with, with or like sharing his plans with them and that trusting people in that way would actually lead to better outcomes. I think that that is one of Quoth's character flaws. And of course, it comes from a completely understandable place uh, you know, narratively and psychologically, because he spent most of his childhood after his parents were murdered, the only people, you know, the his entire family murdered, and that you spent the next, you know, in eight or nine years of his life in terror and misery in an environment where he couldn't trust anybody, and when he uh, attempted to, he was often punished for it rather than rewarded. So he has he has good reason to behave the way he does, even if the, the, you know, even if we can see from a rational outside observer's perspective, that maybe that's not the smartest thing to do. And that's good writing. Yes. And we'll talk more about good writing on tomorrow's page. Of the, the win. win.